All right, good morning, everyone. Thanks again for coming back for another Money Not Math conversation. Today, I'm extremely excited to have Tate Sorvig join me um, for a conversation talking about him and his and himself as a person, but also his business um, as the trainer and owner of Great wait, CrossFit Great North. Did I say that right? Yep, you got it. Awesome. Well, thanks again, uh, Tate, for being willing to join me for today's conversation. Um, I know I, uh, I shared the video you posted last week about just taking control of your, your health and we'll get more into that. But it, it definitely inspired me and got me excited to ask you if you'd be willing to come on for a conversation with me as well. Um, because I just think what you talk about and what you stand for and what you believe in is so important. And um, the part of the fun part is that we haven't actually known each other closely all for that long, uh, but it's been fun to get to know you through our book club that we started around um, the Start With Why book from Simon Sinek. So again, thanks for your time and I really do appreciate it. For sure. Thank you, Drew. This is a, this is a fun opportunity. I'm really excited for it. Absolutely. You're welcome. So before we get into the fun stuff, um, just uh, if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit about yourself as far as, you know, I, I believe you're married, but you're a family man, right? Yes, sir. So you're, you were married for how long? Oh gosh. Let's see, we're looking at about uh, four years coming up here. Okay, good. Well, hopefully you're not wrong. Cause then I would feel bad for putting you on the spot, but <laughs> <laughs> And do you have kids? Yep, I have two kids. I have uh, Dawson and Katie. Um, they're a pack of fun. Um, Katie's getting a bit of an attitude now. She's about one. Um, call her Katie Bear because she uh, she likes to growl at you. And, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it's fun chasing kids around. That's for sure. Absolutely. How old's Dawson? He's uh, just about four. He's four. Awesome. Very cool. Very cool. So you got a nice mix there. So. Um, how do you, uh, find, how, I'm about to be a parent, so I haven't experienced this yet, but how do you, in being a family man, but also a business owner and being passionate about your health, how do you balance all that? Huh. Well, that is the million dollar question. I'll tell you what, it's, uh, it's tough. Um, especially, you know, if you're kind of running the show on your own for the most part, it means a lot of odd hours and, and it's been really tough, uh, up until, this quarantine time really to get as much family time as we'd like. Um, so that's been, that's been pretty tough on us, but this quarantine on the other hand, now I'm home an awful lot more and I'm playing hockey in the basement with Dawson and we're running around out in the pasture, chasing our critters around and getting to spend way more time with the family than, than before. And uh, that has been a huge blessing and one that uh, really working to try to figure out how to maintain uh, you know, more of that moving forward. Um, but yeah, it's a tricky, tricky balance. Absolutely. So that's pretty cool that you touched on that. So even though you've basically been forced to spend more time at home, you're looking at it as a blessing and you're trying, and if I heard you right, trying to find a way to still drive your business, but also not lose all that family time once I guess the COVID-19 chaos decreases. Is that what you're saying? Yes. And that's been something that's been on our minds for a very long time to actually force you to stop spinning so fast, you know, it's a, it's a different sort of a take. Absolutely. And you said you have critters at home. What would you mean by that? Do you have dogs, cats, or more, more abstract creatures? What do you get? Yeah. So we got, got a dog, got some cats. We have a bunch of chickens and we got a couple of sheep. Wow. And seriously considering getting a little milk cow. So. <laughs> so literally just for your own milk, like your own personal milk, not, not for sale or anything like that. Well, so I thought that it was illegal to sell raw milk in Minnesota, but it's not. Um, 
people just have to come to your farm and bring their own vessel. So they kind of act as an inspector, you know, oh. and sell it that way. But, uh, I mean, it's mostly for our own consumption. It's just that a cow will produce far more milk than we can consume in a day. You know, three to seven gallons a day <laughs> is really? more than we can handle. So one cow, that's a, that's ridiculous. That's, that's on the, you know, lower and that's like a Jersey rather than a Holstein that's kicking out quite a bit more than that. Um, it's, it's a whole different, <laughs> whole different animal. As the but, son of a banker and a dental hygienist, I have no idea what that means, but I'll take your word for it. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I know people who own cows. I think you're the only person I know personally that owns sheep. Where, how did that come about? Well, my wife grew up uh, on a dairy farm. And her uncle had sheep all the time. And he decided that she needed a bottle lamb. And so <laughs> she wound up with, with some sheep and, and she's had them ever since. So that's cool. And actually the, the sheep we have now are descended from that same bottle lamb that she started with when she was just a little kid. So that's kind of fun. That's really cool. So do you, are they just pets or do you like use their wool for the, like the applicable resources or are they're pretty much they're pretty much just pets you know we, we sell the lambs um but you know for the most part it's it's just to have them and and it's been great having them uh, for the kids you know they get to come out every day and do the chores and feeding the sheep and we're feeding the, the chickens and we're you know dawson likes to chase the chickens you know it, it's it's a lot of fun you could record a mini Rocky video out there. Sounds great. Yeah, there you go. You can catch a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So obviously you are a man of many interests because I also know you like to read a lot. Um, but let's uh, let's get into, tell us a little bit about your business. You know, what it, for someone who's, let's say, act like never, ever even heard of it before, what is your business? Uh, well, uh, it is CrossFit Great North. Uh, that word CrossFit can be really intimidating for people. Um, most people, when you, you say CrossFit, if they have any inkling of what it is, they've seen anything about it, the first thing out of their mouth is, oh, I could never do that, right? But it's really too bad because nothing could be further from the truth. It's really just like what, what we do is we're, we're just trying to help people find freedom through their health and fitness. And so we basically take you where you're at. We have a few different avenues. Uh, the CrossFit itself is a group training sort of uh, atmosphere. So everybody comes into the class. Uh, there's a coach that leads everybody through the workout. Uh, it's the same workout, but it's just um, you know, modified according to people's needs. Uh, and so it, it's, it's just really a great sort of a, a group feeling. It, it's almost tribal. Like, like if you really break it down and you think about humans running around hunting animals 10,000 years ago, like they're working together, like working hard toward this common goal. And so there's, there's just this kind of a, it's a different sort of connection that you get with people when, you, when you're working together. Um, on the other side, there's also personal training. There's uh, nutrition coaching. Um, we do some uh, custom programming as far as, you know, an exercise plan for people. And then now that, uh, the quarantine is underway. We're, we're shifting a lot of our business uh, online. So I've been running the group classes via Zoom, which works out okay. You certainly don't get the same, the same sort of connection as in person. Uh, and we have very limited equipment. 
but uh, we still make it work. But I've got a whole other uh, online coaching platform that I'm, I'll hopefully be able to roll out here pretty quick where we can have a much greater degree of control so people can really, uh, you know, achieve their goals from home from wherever they are. Um, and that's, that's basically what we're, what we're after. Now, what's the big deal with health and fitness? You know, I remember growing up, I'd be working out. And my grandpa would be like, that's not, that's not work, <laughs> you know? And, and, you know, it's a valid point. You know, we're picking stuff up, putting it down. We're putting it away again. So you don't actually get anything that's concrete that you can see that you've done. But, you know, the world that we live in right now is not... You know, there's not 90% of people living on farms. You know, it's, it's maybe 10%. It's probably a lot less than that. And even the nature of the farm has changed. You know, manual labor is still alive and well. There's a lot of different contracting gates out there. But for the most part, people are living a very sedentary life. And so when you think about, like, the bar for survival, it's much lower. And it doesn't take much to meet so what we're really doing is we're just kind of raising that bar for survival because your body needs to have a challenge to adapt to in order to get stronger. It's the only way. We are adaptation machines. If you don't use it, you'll lose it. So if you sit on the couch all the time, all you do is get real good at sitting on the couch or the desk. And so you have to go beyond that and find those challenges that stimulate your body to get stronger, to get better. And that goes for your mind. That goes for uh, all aspects of health. Did I answer your question? <laughs> yes, you did. No, that's, that's actually awesome. I love that. Um, I'll just, I'm, uh, I'm going to start with a comment because you, re you basically described me in a nutshell where, you know, I sit at my, I sit at my desk in my office and I might move to the other room to sit for a meeting for basically, let's say 10 hours a day, but I'm just sitting here. Right. So one of my biggest challenges is motivating myself. I use emotional energy, but one of my biggest challenges is finding the motivation to use physical energy outside of the work, outside my workspace. And I know for myself, if I don't do it in the morning, the chance I do it after work has gone down tremendously. Um, so I think that's extremely, it's a good analogy used there. And you, but I want to go back to one thing you mentioned of uh, rolling out the online, um, the online uh, coaching. Is that something that you want to do just during COVID-19 chaos, stay-at-home orders, or is that something you want to do in addition to uh, your in-person CrossFit once life gets a little bit back to normal? Sure. So that's actually been something that I've been trying to get into more and more over the past, you know, even couple of years, but with all the other things going on, it's been hard to give it the attention that it needs to actually make it go. I actually bought into this platform uh, back in December, and I've been kind of working through it. I've been, you know, I've had a few different clients that we've been experimenting with to try to see how it all works. But it's definitely uh, the direction a lot of the market is going towards anyway. And it's definitely a way that I can help reach more people. So I'm planning on this being a, a permanent part of my business going Cool. And then just so anyone for who's watching us, we haven't mentioned this yet. Uh, where is your business, the physical location? That is an excellent question. Right now, it's in my basement, right across, right over there. <laughs> this is the <laughs> south branch of uh, CrossFit Great North. Uh, but the actual, you know, brick and mortar uh, location is inside the Racquetball Club in Thiefer Falls. So in 
And now that besides wild side, you remember it as the old racquetball club as family time, racquetball and fitness. Uh, but that's where we're at. Right, right across the street from McDonald's. So when we yes. go out running, we get to uh, <laughs> run past the big window, all that. Of the food you probably shouldn't be eating, right? Um, no offense to those who love McDonald's, but uh, I just wanted to say that because for anyone who watches our videos that's not from Fever Falls, they may not know exactly where, where that is, but hopefully, you know, we can figure it out with Google and things like that. But Tate and I both live in Thief River Falls, Minnesota, or at least around it, um, which for anyone who isn't aware, if you basically draw uh, on the map 60 miles south of the Canadian border and like 45 miles east of the North Dakota border, that's pretty much where we're at. So ironically, if you ask people um, what North was when I went to college down in the cities, they would say Duluth. Uh, they forget there's another half of the state up here where we enjoy living, which I think is kind of funny. But um, you touched on this a little bit uh, when you were talking about what your business is, but if you were going if, to if specifically responding to the question of what value do you try or do you intend to provide your clients? Right. So for me, it's all about freedom. When you, you know, the, the say you you're add a little bit more weight, you get a personal record in a, in a lift. Like that's great. That's part of the process. But what I care about is how it translates into your life outside the gym. So a lot of the people that come to me are in pain. They, you know, they've lost function. You know, maybe they can't walk right or their shoulders all jacked up. Or there's, there's all kinds of things that people have walked through my door with. And, and my goal is I got to get people out of pain if they're in pain. If they've lost function, we need to get their function up. And then we need to start bringing their capacity up so that they can use their fitness to go and do the things they love with the people they care about, right? The other side of that is, is with chronic disease. So if you look at this massive healthcare crisis that we've been in for the past couple of decades, you know, a major, major portion of this, this giant you know, $3.25 trillion bill that we get every year comes from conditions that are chronic and preventable, right? So a massive portion of that bill can be prevented if we just make better decisions around our lifestyle. Now that is all well and good. You start talking statistics and all that people's eyes glaze over. But if you think about uh, you've, you or anybody else hasn't been affected by one of these chronic diseases at some point, um, you're definitely in the minority. Uh, when I talked about my grandfather, he had Alzheimer's disease, uh, prostate cancer. And so, watched him hit that downward spiral uh, with quite a bit in the nursing home and whatnot uh, during that time. And, you know, watched my grandma, watched my family watch that happen. It's, it's absolutely tragic, right? And I mean, whether you're talking about heart disease, whether you're talking about cancer, uh, you're talking about uh, you know, diabetes, there's, there's all kinds of different uh, conditions that fall under that umbrella uh, where where they can be largely prevented if we live our lives in the right, in the right way. We avoid doing the wrong thing. Uh, and so it's, it's freedom from, from that tragic end is the other side. That's, that's far down the road, and obviously there's no guarantees. But I tell you what, I'd much rather be doing the things right now that are going to put me tap dancing at my 80th birthday party than sitting in a nursing home the way my grandfather was. Um, and I think that uh, 
I want to take as many people with me to that end as I can. I don't, I don't want to do that to my family. I don't want to put them through that. Same. So, Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's, that's, I think that's a, um, you know, it's an amazing goal to have. And it's, it's, it's unfortunate that it's so much easier for us to feel emotions of what's happening today rather than what's, what could happen in 20 years. Um, but going back to your comment about you lose, if you don't use it, you lose it. I'm not a doctor. Don't quote me, but I know I've read that for males, especially um, if in retirement, you don't do anything, you don't use your brain. You don't, you just kind of watch TV. Like you're just, you don't have a social life our life expectancy gets cut in half, right? Oh, so yeah. that's just one of the many examples of if you don't use it, if you don't use your heart from an exercise standpoint, you don't use your muscles, if you don't use your brain, whatever, um, they do deteriorate. And I think that's, it's an amazing thing of how hard it is to understand what could happen in the future and how we can affect that today. And that's where one of my favorite sayings, I'm not great at following it all the time, but the pain, the, the, the pain of discipline is much less than the pain of regret. I remind Absolutely. myself of that daily and I'm not perfect at it by any means, but um, going back to you a little bit, I know you're, you obviously live a very healthy life. Are you someone that believes that you should, you should avoid you know, fast food, alcohol, tobacco, all these things all the time, or is moderation key? Like, are you okay with a drink of wine once in a while or a beer or whatever on, on a weekend or something like that? What's, what's your personal belief when it comes to things we know aren't healthy for us, but we just do them once in a while? Sure. So here's the thing. Your health is on a spectrum and it's based on the decisions that you make every day, right? So you get to choose where you're at on that spectrum. You want to eat out of the dumpster behind McDonald's every day. You certainly can. It's probably going to negatively affect your life expectancy and quality of life. You could also move to, you know, Patagonia and live in a, cave on the beach and eat hermit crabs whatever live like be in the sun you know you could have this phenomenally healthy life like as natural and whatever as possible most people aren't willing to do that either so we're all going to land somewhere in between and and it's really important to, to understand that it's our choice and that we're responsible for picking our place on that on that spectrum now i try to to live along the, the principles that, that uh, I believe in uh, as much as possible. But I think that in the world that we live in right now, if you don't have a very, you know, if you don't have a, a, a burning reason to be perfect, then trying to be perfect is probably going to be less good for you in the long run in terms of mentally than to not worry about it. If you look at people who are, are truly healthy, a big part of it is they're not stressed out about food. They're not stressed out about having a, enjoying a drink with their friends. You know, those things are part of having a, a, a happy and healthy life. It's when there's an excess. It's when you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, I've got a problem here. It's when you, you notice that you're performance whatever is not where it needs to be you you know you go and you get a physical and you've got a blood test and it's showing you've got some some things to take care of um if you can be you know 90 percent good all the time great if sometimes you're 80 percent, that's okay too 
as long as you understand that that's one little event. It's not your whole life. Consistency over time is what really makes the changes and it's what really gets you where you want to go. One perfect day, one perfect week um, is not, that's not the whole picture. So it's going to depend on your goals, but you know, the biggest thing is to get some simple principles, get some basic habits going, um, and stick to it. And, and that's going to take you where you want to go. Now, if you see that, you know, I maybe want to go farther up the spectrum, make some tweaks, and then you can ratchet yourself up a little bit. That's, that's kind of the long-term sustainable look. And, I think that's the best way. So one, one of the biggest things that bothers me about uh, the media t- today, uh, besides the fact that it seems like every news station is just a political ad in one way or the other, I don't want to argue either side, definitely don't want to get into politics right now. One of the biggest things that bothers me is it seems like they are just obsessed with selling negativity and fear because they know it triggers our, our fight or flight response and we're likely to come back to get more advertising. So how do you, knowing what you know about health and fitness balance, you know, uh, the fear of getting unhealthy rather than inspiring those to be healthy, right? Is that question? I don't know if I said that very clear, but how do you, yeah. how do you differentiate fearing mongering someone into being healthy versus inspiring them to want to be healthy for their own freedom? I think is the way you put it. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's an excellent question. And honestly, I think it does take a little bit of both. A lot of the people that find their way into my door are scared. You know, they've, they're in a, position where they feel like they're kind of at their last resort and fear can certainly be a driver fear is a natural function of our nervous system it's telling us that the situation we're in there's a there's a major threat we need to get out of this situation so like functionally there's a lot of value there it's certainly way overboard when you start talking about the media um if a person is feeling that fear, if they're feeling that anxiety about their situation, that's a driver to do something about it, right? And so that fear, that anxiety, that is going to be probably a much more potent driver than the carrot of, oh, you can go and climb a mountain. You know, if you've, if you've never run a 5K, and like, oh, you could run this marathon. That's not a, that's not a carrot that anybody really wants if they've, they've not you know, done the steps up ahead of but you're going to die if you don't lose this weight. Like that gets people moving. So it depends on where you're at in your path. If you're in a place where there's a lot of things that are, you know, kind of hanging over your head, and you got to move, you got to do something, that fear is your friend and you got to lean into that fear and you got to fight that fear and you got to, got to do the things you got to do to get there. Um, unfortunately, a lot of people get in that place and instead we sedate ourselves and that's where alcohol, tobacco, um, excess carbons, sugar consumption, caffeine, social media, there's a million different things that are going to create a distraction. And it, it takes the pressure off because now we don't have to think about this fear all the time, but it also prevents you from taking action. So that means the next time that you're not distracted, that fear is right back in your face 
And if the way you deal with it is by sedating yourself, you're going to go right back to that, that sedation pattern because that's how you've decided, that's how you've taught yourself to deal with that particular problem. Now, if you're in a place where I'm pretty healthy, well, now you don't necessarily have this massive, you know, driving force, not this fear and anxiety. Um, and so then you have to do some searching. Then you have to really get in touch with your why, uh, which is the first conversation that I wind up having with people when they come to the gym. So why are you here? Right? Generally, I'll get something like, oh, I want to lose a little weight. I want to get a little stronger. And that's maybe a two-week goal. Right? Again, that's something, that's a carrot that doesn't have a lot of power. That's the outcome. That's it, yeah. Right. So if you go a little deeper, you ask a little more. So, okay, why do you want that? You know, what, why do you want to lose this weight? You know, well, maybe I want to be you know, more attractive to my husband. Maybe I want to um, be able to do my job better. Maybe I want to be able to go out and maybe play with the kids, play with the grandkids. Maybe I want to be able to have this long, healthy, active life. Maybe I just, you know, saw that my mother just died of heart disease and I don't want to wind up like her. And there's the deeper you go, the more you find that there's a lot more underneath that losing a few pounds and getting stronger. And the clearer you can keep that why in your mind, the, the more it becomes that driving force. Absolutely. And so if there's nothing that's driving you to be healthy, you've got to find your own drive and, and digging into that. Why is as far as I've found, it's the best way to do it. Awesome. That's a, I love that. I love the response and especially how um, maybe I unfairly asked it, but I, for me, I don't want to live my life in fear, but I love how you differentiated when you have fear, lean into it and understand it rather than hiding from it. Right. I think you use words uh, sedate yourself, but I think that's a perfect example. And hopefully um, anyone watching that it clicks for them as well as it clicked for me. Um, it, when you talk about all the different people that you work with and hope and you provide value to, do you have an ideal client that you believe you can bring the most value to when it comes to your business? Or is it really just a wide range? What does that look like for you? Well, as far as bringing the most value, um, where that's, that's come is, is people who've come to me in pain and who've come to me with dysfunction. Uh, I've, had, I've had a lot of people with, with some pretty rough stuff come my way. A um, couple examples, uh, a lady who uh, had a lot of back surgeries. Uh, she had rods in her back from her hips all the way up to her neck. She had a couple of fused vertebrae in her neck too. Um, been in constant pain for like seven years prior to the surgery. And after the surgery, the pain really wasn't any better, still couldn't move. She was very, very anxious, very kind of scared. And, and we just, we used these simple basic principles to start bringing her back towards function. And we got rid of her pain, can run up and down the stairs. She can squat to full depth. She can do all kinds of things. And she's so much freer in her mind because she can trust herself. She can trust her body. She can trust that uh, that's, that's where confidence comes from. It comes from competence, right? It comes from having the capacity of proving to yourself you have the capacity to do it. And so when you take somebody who is having a hard time walking and is worried about falling and 
you know, is in constant pain. You get rid of the pain so there's no pain and they can run up and down stairs and they can squat and whatever else. That's, that's massive. That's a huge change in that person's life. For me, that's extremely fulfilling, right? Yeah. And so like I've had people that have come where if their shoulders have been completely frozen up, they couldn't move their arm without just this intense searing pain. I've had people, you know, with uh, sciatica, um, knee issues, foot issues, uh, neck issues. There's kind of run the gamut. And, you know, it's, it's nothing super crazy that we wind up doing. It's, it's just getting back to these very simple principles uh, of, of getting your body lined up where it belongs and, and bringing tension back to where it, it needs to be. Uh, so as far as <laughs> the, the people that, that I wind up serving the most, that's, that's kind of where it, where it goes, where a lot of people start. Now, people are generally healthy and they want to improve their performance, we do that too. Um, but as far as the value to them, you know, with the specific service, you know, at that point, maybe it's more the community, maybe it's, it's the comp- the competition, it's, it's making sure that, you know, they have the maintenance done so that they can improve and go and do their thing. Um, but that's a, that's a much more, you know, marginal sort of a value than somebody who's goes from barely being able to walk around to, like I said before. So it, it's a case by case basis. Um, and I, uh, I'm all about just trying to help people any way I can. That's so. awesome. Absolutely. That's awesome. So, uh, coming, I guess, going full circle back to, um, the, the, how, uh, how did you start your business? You know, um, I, I love getting to know more about it and I, but we could probably, I could probably sit and listen to you talk for more hours than we have available right now. So <laughs> keeping it a little bit more to the point, how did you start your business? Sure. Okay. So, you know, fitness has always been something that has has been important to me. It, it has always been a source of freedom for me. You know, the fitter I was, the more fun I could have, the more adventures I had. I went and I did a lot of things. I, uh, uh, you know, I spent three months in Africa on a biological research assistantship. I, oh, that's awesome. I've whitewater rafted the Grand Canyon and I've ended up in Alaska, these little bitty little things of hunting in the mountains, mountain climbing, skiing. Love being active. I love taking advantage of, of any sort of um, outdoor recreational activity that I can. I have run you know, 50 mile ultra marathons, done all kinds of stuff, and it's all because I was fit for the task. And I've had so much fun doing all those things because I was fit for the task. So there's a ton of freedom in, in here. Um, when I was in college, I, I got a biology degree. I wanted to be a wildlife biologist, go chase wolves around in the mountains. That was what I wanted. Had a little change in uh, <laughs> change in my <laughs> path, but that's all right. Uh, <laughs> my junior year, I got my my personal my first personal trainer certification. Uh, so back in two thousand seven, that's uh, when I started like legitimately training people on the side. I, I had co-founded a boxing club and all this other stuff before then. Um, so I was working at health clubs and and I always had it going on the side. But, Worked in some gymnastics gyms and I worked in some other sort of things. Done a lot with fitness on the side. Um, did ROTC for a year, did some soldiering competitions in there. There's, there's a lot that I've been drawing from that's concerned. 
so anyway, I moved back in here or back to, back to this, this area of the world. And, um, I wasn't really, my heart really wasn't in what I was doing at the time. And I had just started going to this gym, you know, maybe six months prior, uh, previous owner uh, was running, running the show. He had some personal issues and had to get out of it. And I was able to, um, guess take advantage of that opportunity and, and buy him out and so that's that's how I got into that that was back in May of 2015 it's actually been five years as of May 1st oh, congratulations thank you <laughs> awesome do you have a nice five-year uh, celebration quarantine style <laughs> no actually I didn't even realize <laughs> it, was, it was May 3rd and I was like <laughs> <That's hilarious. laughs> that was that was three days ago oh man that's funny so obviously everything we've heard that we've talked about today, it's very clear that it's important to you to be healthy and take control of your, take control of your fitness future. That doesn't make any sense. Your health. Um, I don't know why I put those words together, but um, so it's important for you to be healthy so you can all these activities and be free. But why is it important for you to be healthy, but also share that health with other people through your business? Why is it, why is it important? Because so many people run marathons and they do it for themselves, but why is it important to you to share that with other people and inspire others? Excellent question. So um, I, I've always wanted to, to share that freedom with people. Um, you know, I've, <laughs> I, I was bring it back to the ski hill. Like I've had a lot of friends who I've taught how to ski in the, in, in over the years and hang out on the bunny hill all day. And, you know, I'm kind of itching to get out on the black diamonds and whatnot, but in order to enjoy those experiences with other people, sometimes you have to bring those people with you and you have to help them, them get to that point. And so that was what drove me, you know, for a long time before. But my grandfather um, going down with uh, Alzheimer's, that all happened uh, in the time before leading up to me taking over the gym and and that really lit a fire uh under me in a, in a big way just just seeing that tragic end and you know not wanting to to want not wanting that for me or, or my parents or my family or or anybody else i want to help people be free of that and and that to me is something that's way bigger than than being able to ski down a, a mountain part of it but if you can you know help people escape the nursing home that's 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 huge and so like the society that i want to live in the society i want to raise my kids in is one that is strong and healthy is one that you know go down that whole rabbit hole again but i guess to me if i have the tools to help make that society possible, help create that world, then it's, it's kind of my responsibility to do my best to try to accomplish that, whatever humble way that might be. Wow, that's really cool. So I, I, I definitely uh, applaud you for that. You know, it's, it's much easier to just focus on yourself, but the fact that you want to focus on helping others too is really cool. Um, and, and we don't have to go deep down this, but when you, when you roll out um, you know, obviously your brick and mortars here in Thiefer River Falls, but you're rolling out online stuff. So if someone, you know, sees this video or knows you and wants, wants to work with you, 
Uh, do you work with people outside of the Thief River Falls area as well? Uh, yes, I have have in the past. That's uh, again, we're we're still working on on getting that online platform just right. But um, we're we're in a position where we can certainly take on people from elsewhere. Okay, so you're ramping that up. Maybe not full scale where you want it to be yet, but you're in the process. Yeah, I mean it, it's operational right now. It's just we're we're building a lot of the the programming within it just to make sure that the experience is the way that we want it to be. Okay, that makes complete sense. So when we step back, you know, when you step out of the kind of the uh, uh, let's say the emotional and the why side of your business, and we look at more of the functional side, um, you it's five years now as of May first. So five years and five days you've been running your business. What I guess would you, what would you say is the most valuable financial lesson you've learned from running a business? There's been a lot of them, <laughs> uh, and I'm still still learning a lot of them. Uh, but the uh, the importance of of good bookkeeping and good budgeting has become incredibly clear. Um, and so, one very useful tool where that's concerned. Book, uh, called Profit First. It's a very simple way to kind of just organize your finances. You you kind of make a an allocation every two weeks based on your revenue, so that you can kind of be in control of your cash flow and you know where everything's going and you see what's happening within your business. You know, before that, or you know, a lot of people, the easy way to do it is you you have the checking account and you're kind of just operating off of well, do I have money in the checking account or not? Not just, it just doesn't work because <laughs> you just keep using it until you don't have any money left in the checking account. That's just, it ain't, it ain't the way it works. So that was an incredibly useful tool. made a huge difference in, in uh, just, just the stability of my business. I am certainly, that was, a, that was a key, key inflection point when I got that stuff kind of handled. You know, it's easy not to, to think about that when you're, when you're so focused on trying to do the business. But, but it's, it's just like health. It's the simple things you need to be consistent with. And, and so doing your bookkeeping, making sure that you're actually, you know, making money <laughs> instead of, you know, just slowly failing, you know, there's a, there's a big difference there. And if you want to have that, you want to have a viable business, you have to figure out how how to to how to guide that guide those finances. So anyway, that's <laughs> those simple little things you gotta be consistent. Absolutely. So when you look at where you're at today and where you wanna go, you know, you obviously have all these plans where you want to go from here. Um, but if you could go back and give your younger self like slap just, just out of school, like one piece of advice, what would it be? One piece of advice for my younger self just out of school. I think that it was, it's easy to to kind of delude yourself. Um, and it, it kind of falls along those same sort of sedation principles, right? You 
you think you got the world by the tail. And I would like to go back and just, just slap myself around a little bit. Say, listen, kid, <laughs> you don't have the world by the tail. Uh, you need to pay attention. You want something, you got to deserve it. And, and that means you need to take a good long look where you're at, where you want to go, what it takes to get there. If you're not going to do those things, you're not going to get it. And, you know, that's, that's something that echoes in my head all the time. Like, deserve it. And I'm, I'm still working on deserving what I'm after. Um, but I think that that's a really good positive way to fuel yourself. That, you know, the world is not, how's that quote go? Uh, the world is not such a, such a crazy place yet that it will reward a whole bunch of undeserving people. I like that. If you, if you live long enough, uh, generally, you get what you deserve. Uh, it's Charlie Munger. Charlie Munger. <laughs> I love I love that though. Uh, the, the deserve it uh, mantra of, um, you know, you, other way you've heard I've heard it put as earn it right. So if you get something, make sure you actually earn it or deserve it. I like that a lot. Um, and I know we're uh, cutting close on time here, so I'll try to try to make the last few minutes here valuable. But I have to get this question in: What is your definition of being successful? Yes, success. Well, um, it's certainly a, a moving target. And I think that that, that can be a problem um, for some people if you, if you don't keep the right context, the right perspective around it. Any, any measure that becomes a target ceases to be a good measure, right? Because we all we want to game the system. We'll, 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 <laughs> if you've ever tried to play any sort of a game with people, the competitive ones, I know you're one of those competitive ones, you try to figure out how to bend those rules any way you can, right? Anyway, um, look at standardized testing, whatever. So if you pick a specific metric, the, the one that really I think matters to me is, uh, is the deathbed test. Well, if I'm on my desk, my, on my deathbed. That, that guy, that Tate, is really the only one I have to answer to in this world. And if I can live a life that is that where I'm deserving it, where I'm giving my best effort, where I'm, where I'm seeking virtue, you know, and, and the judgment passed by me on my deathbed, he says that was that was pretty good, kid. <laughs> you know that's that's what I'm what I'm shooting for. You know, we can talk about God. You can talk about all that, and and that certainly plays too. But if if you look at what success is and you try to define it, it all comes back to what that what that Tate on his deathbed is thinking. You know, like, what do I got to do to make sure? he's happy wow i love that that's that's fantastic i mean you're basically you're basically holding yourself to the standard of what your future self might think right i mean living your best life with, i hope i didn't put words in your mouth but that's the way i kind of took it Absolutely. um so is there and before i let you go is there anything 
about yourself, your business, or otherwise that we haven't covered yet today that you would like to um, bring up for anyone who's willing to take the time to join us in our conversation today? Um, well, I guess just just in terms of of health, there's it, it's it's pretty simple. Like it really is. Like your mom was telling you to eat your vegetables when you were a little kid. Eat your can I swear on this? <laughs> eat I your dang vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I don't have a TV service that's censoring me. You go for it. <laughs> um, yeah, so eat your vegetables. You know, try to cut the junk. Get off the couch. Do something. doesn't have to be going for a workout. Go for a walk in the woods. I'll tell you what, it's really good for your mind, too. Um, you don't have to run. You can... You know, you can go for a bike ride. You can do do something active every day. Um, and, and if you can make that a habit, you can put a principle on that. That's a really good reason to get a dog. <laughs> you have to walk the dang thing twice a day, right? Not um, bigger. Ankle biters maybe don't care so much, but. Yeah. But the thing is, the more you can integrate those principles into your life, the better off you're going to be. So, like for you, Drew, like if you want to try and get more activity in, if you've got you know meetings that you've got to have during the day and it's a nice day, have your meeting walking down the sidewalk outside or something. I don't know. Like there's there's ways that you can that you can do things that are different than you know is the norm yeah. that gets you that movement put into your life. The more you can inject movement, quality movement, the more you can inject good quality food into your life, the better everything starts to work. Uh, and same with relationships. Uh, such a huge source of stress for people um, is just having the wrong people around you all the time and, and making sure that you really double down on those relationships that, that matter to you. There's a huge number on, on just easing that stress in your life, which if you, <laughs> if you go into like the blue zones where, you know, the highest percentage of people live to be a hundred, the number one common denominator all those other health and fitness things are there too but the number one thing is the depth of their relationships number one thing that contributes to living that long healthy active life living really? to be is the, the quality and depth of their relationships huh. over over health and fitness it's the depth, the depth of the relationships those things are there too but you can get away with a lot more there it's the low level stress of not having those relationships that it really wears you down. Wow. So, so really digging into those relationships, that's going to, that's going to make up a lot of ground. For it. Yeah. That's awesome. I, cause I, I love, you know, I like the saying, if you put trash in, you get trash out. And I know I heard Kevin love the old, uh, forward for the Timberwolves and now Cavaliers, if anyone cares. Anyways, he, he always says, if you put junk into your body, you kill your brain. Right. So I think you kind of said that in addition to saying it backwards, if your brain's unhealthy, your body gets unhealthy as well. At least that's, I think that's what you said, how I heard it. Um, well, thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. So for anyone who's watched this, and I, if for, for those people who have, I really appreciate it. Um, the biggest comment you can give me and Tate is a comment, a, a like, or share, or reaching out to us to let us know if you have questions, thoughts, comments. Um, but if you they want to reach out to you directly, Tate, what is the best way to contact you if they're looking for information on your business or getting to know you per more personally or have questions to ask you? What's the best way to contact uh, you individually, Tate? Sure. So I have a uh, website, cfgreatnorth.com. There's a lot of information there. There's a lot of contact info there. Uh, we have a Facebook page. If you just 
type in CrossFit Great North, you'll find it. Um, my email is tate, T-A-T-E, at cfgreatnorth.com. Um, you, you know, there, there's, there's a lot of ways to get in touch that way, but that's a really good place to start. Shoot me an email, shoot me a message on Facebook. Um, happy to, happy to chat, about whatever. Awesome. Well, thanks, Tate. I really do appreciate your time. Uh, I've, I've loved this, uh, this conversation so far today. I, I look forward to uh, future conversations with you, hopefully again this Thursday and for many, many more days after that. Um, overall, I really appreciate it. I know you've provided a lot of value for me today and just things to think about and look back on, um, whether it's for myself personally, being a parent, being a family member or a business owner. Um, so thank you for that. Hopefully uh, other people find as much value as I did. And other than that, I'll let you, uh, let you enjoy the rest of your day. I know you've got other stuff going on too, besides just talking with me. Amigo, um, thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun for me too. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Talk to you later, Tate. Thanks. Talk to you then. See ya.